Are you ready to open your private practice this summer and make the leap into entrepreneurship? Introducing Make the Leap, our new offering by the Successful Nurse Coaches. Make the Leap is a four-month group coaching program that is designed to help you create your first paid client. Join our experienced lead coaches, Sean and Amy, as they guide you through the Successful Nurse Coach Method, helping you create your first paid client in 30 days or less. Not only will you get access to our course that teaches you all the things on how to create clients in a non-icky way, will also be personalized mentorship, weekly group calls, and actionable steps to launch your business from just beginning into the Paid Coach Club. Since we are not running new mentorship groups this summer, we didn't want to leave those of you who are ready to begin hanging out in space waiting for the next group to start. This group is a great way for new coaches who have yet to begin their coaching practice or for coaches who have five paid clients or less. This is the most affordable way to work with our team. So be sure to check out the link in the bio. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook. Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. On this podcast, Laura and Shelby, both board-certified nurse coaches, show you how to make as much money as you want in private practice as a nurse coach. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. It is Shelby here today, flying solo, and I am going to be as the title mentions. I'm going to be teaching you something to do today. I'm going to be teaching you how to write a Facebook post, how to write a good Facebook post. This is the model that I follow. These are questions that I actually ask myself when I write things, when I write emails and social media captions and kind of like how I frame everything under the sun. And it's a pretty simple process. I find that with any simple process, there's a even simpler way to overcomplicate it. Um, But I wanted to give you guys a little bit of framework. Um, I don't want to gatekeep, although that I don't know that this is particularly like the most special way to write um, a post. You could probably, um, I was going to say you could probably Google it, but like also probably not because I'm going to shoot it to you straight and (laughs) uh, trying to search things on the internet. You won't have to sign up for another email list here. Uh, to get the answer on how I write, how I write amazing Facebook posts. Um, in the meantime, we have a new grad workshop coming up this Friday, the 19th. So if you want to come join us, please do. Um, I'm even toying around with the idea of just like teaching you guys how to start the client creation process on the call and for us all to do it together. Um, so this episode will come in handy for that workshop. If we decide to take it that way, and, you know, if we don't, let us know. Happy maybe to run a, a bonus workshop for that. Um, anyway, we want to we wanna set you guys up as quickly as possible. That's kind of our, our jam. But let us know. Let us know what you want. We're happy to provide. Um, anyway, happy new year, all the things. Uh, I was talking with a <laughs> podcast 
uh, network yesterday. And he was like, so I listened to some of your podcasts and you guys talk in real time. I was like, oh, what do you mean? And he, he was saying like, you say things like Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And you talk about your current workshops that you're running. And I guess there is a way in podcasts to add something called dynamic ads to where we could have like a little bit of a, a clip that would run current ads, like for the current workshop that we're hosting or the current, um, the current offer that we have out there, you know, um, right now we have deep coaching that's live. We have our mentorship that's live. We have the preceptorship that's live. And he was explaining to me the, the differences on how to use dynamic, um, ad placement. And, um, there's a part of me that is so intrigued by that because the idea of being able to swap out, up to date, the most current stuff that we have going on sounds so appealing. Uh, and also I kind of like just turning on my kid on my camera and hitting record and being able to talk with all of you just really, really easily. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if we end up heading in that direction, just a little heads up that we might be going through some, some growth, some changes here on the pod always the same free content, but, um, maybe a little bit of restructuring to leverage this tool better. Um, okay. So that's what we got going on right now. And, uh, this, this episode, uh, will probably be a little on the short side. So if you want to come back and re-listen to it, it's not like a full hour long commitment. Um, but I want to set some intentions for this learning. So this how to write an amazing Facebook post. I'm really going to lean into how to connect with your audience, how to show up in a way that feels authentic, how to build no like and trust factor with your audience and not be salesy. So this is not going to be like how to curate a perfect call to action post or how to curate a a post that makes $10,000. How this is not, that's not the vibe. Um, a lot of what attracts people to us and what I find attracts people to our clients is the ability to tell a story. When you tell your own story, other people can see themselves in it. They can uh, put them in your shoes. They, it makes you human. It, it makes you tangible even when they are scrolling on social media. And that kind of leads me to my second point of like, I'm not going to tell you how to give a speech <laughs> in this episode. I'm going to tell you how to write an amazing Facebook post or Instagram post um, so that you can connect with your, with your audience. Um, I personally love storytelling. I think that in a different life, I uh, was a, I don't know what that person would be in the tribe, the collector of stories, the teller of stories, maybe the historian of the tribe, but I love a good story. I also have a bit of natural talent when it comes to writing. Um, I don't know that I would claim that maybe um, until the past few years. Writing is never anything that I ever identified with, but I love to read like quotes and short stories and um can't say that I really love to read books too much. However, I do read lots of books, um, but kind of like the short, more intense moments are, are kind of what I prefer to read. Uh, give me a good Mary Oliver quote any day. And it's just like, ugh, right in the gut, right in the feels. I feel connected to Mary Oliver. Uh, so poetry is a really big one for me as well. I love to read poetry and um, yeah, I've been playing 
with more creative writing myself this year. That's just not for my business. And, um, it is been a lot of fun. I really, really am surprised, um, at just how it keeps naturally flowing. I even hired a writing coach and it has been not only a greatly therapeutic process for myself, but it has also allowed me to show up in a really big capacity, a really, I've never written so much in my life. There was, I had a limiting belief around it. So big intro to say that this is a skill that you can learn over time. I was not this good five years ago when I started my practice. I think that I had a little bit of natural talent. And then I had a coach early on that told me that my writing was great. And so I paid attention to it and I honed that skill. So I'll just know that like, you can get better at this if you're not, not feeling particularly connected to this skill yet. Um, I also think that I got the skill from my dad, (laughs) the ability to tell a story. My dad, if you ever get the chance to meet him in person, you're going to hear the same story twice, at least. And it's kind of been through listening to him talk over the years and tell the same story over and over and over and how he shifts it based on who he's in the room with and how he delivers the punchline and the takeaway. Um, and I also, I wonder where my dad got that skill because my grandfather wasn't a particularly talkative man. Um, and so, yeah, I'll, I'll have to ask him cause I'm not exactly sure, but, um, yeah, he tells me the same stories every week when he comes over for dinner and it's not dementia. <laughs> it's just the way my dad has been his whole life. Uh, so shout out to my dad. If he listens, um, this is, it goes back to my roots, goes back to my roots. All right, team. So again, we're going to be looking through the lens of social media today. And step one is just to begin writing. That's, that's it. You just got to begin. We have to take perfection off the table. We have to take getting it right off the table or you're never going to write anything ever. And then no one's ever going to see it. So I know that this is a simple piece of advice, but you just have to start. You just have to begin. Um, If you're in our mentorship, we proofread and by not proofread, that's the wrong word, but like we can help you build the skill and by helping you build the skill, I mean, basically expanding your capacity to be seen in this, in this way. Um, you can run your posts by your group. They can give you a little bit of a pep talk before you put them into the world. We can offer some feedback, uh, which is a really great space to, to learn in, but you just have to be okay with not being great at this the very first time. And then it's okay not to, um, no one is paying attention to your grammar. Like I swear to you, no one is paying attention And if they are, and if they comment on it, Rob, my husband, tells me whenever I misspell something or miss a comma, uh, it actually just drives up engagement. So like, cool. Awesome. Let it be. Let it be. Come come comment on my post. Uh, It plays into the Facebook and Instagram algorithm. Um, There is a easy way to begin writing for your business. Um, in our, in our course, we talk about, um, this idea of a coming out post announcing to the world that you are now nurse coaching, that you are open for business. This is who you are. This is why you love it. This is why you're passionate about it. Um, it's a simple framework that, um, you've probably seen all over the internet and it's how I literally announced my own 
private practice five years ago. And if you want that framework, message me, happy to give it to you. Um, it's an easy, fun, light way to just be like, Hey, I'm doing this new thing. I'm so excited about it. And to go from there. All right. So step one is begin. Step two, we need to be aware of who you're talking to. So in the, in the theme of writing an amazing Facebook post, you can write whatever you want, right? There's no, there's no hard and fast rules, but to write an amazing Facebook post for your business to, to facilitate connection, you have to know who you're talking to. A lot of new nurse coaches, you guys are talking to your friends from a different lifetime, maybe from high school or middle school, you are maybe talking to extended family members or friends from work who are also nurses. Um, so I want to be present with that, that you don't potentially have much of like an extended audience that knows who you are, what you're up to, all the things. But over time, you will develop that, right? You will connect with people that are on your social media that find you. Um, this works a little bit easier on Instagram, if I'm being honest. Um, but people will find you and you will start to grow a cohesive audience of people that have things in common, whether you're coaching new moms or people who are empty nesters or nurses or teachers or first responders, athletes, you're coaching grievers. Uh, there is, um, there is, there will be cohesion in your audience, but it can be helpful just to check in of like, who's on my social media? Who am I talking to? And keep that in mind. Um, not that you need to write a post for your uncle Joe, because uncle Joe probably isn't our ideal client. Um, but if you are writing because two nurses about burnout and the only 10 Facebook friends you have are car mechanics that might not particularly land for them. You know, um, in the beginning, most of you have enough friends just to, right. Just to begin, just to write your story and share it. Um, so I want you to be aware of this. I don't want you to overthink it. Um, and for I'll use myself as an example here. I talk to dreamers on my social media. I talk to people who want to live an intentionally large life. I talk to people who question their purpose in the world, their meaning and their impact. Um, I tell a lot of my own stories as I journey through answering these questions. And, um, it's really fluid content for me to share because we're all in pursuit of the same thing. So it's usually deeply impactful for people when they read it because they may not have anybody else on their feed talking about it. So keeping that in mind, who are you talking to? And you know, if you want to write a post for nurses to, all of your friends who are car mechanics, they probably know a nurse, right? So like, it's okay. This is how, this is how word of mouth begins to work. Um, but who are you talking to and what do you want them to know? So like I said, in the beginning, telling your story is the easiest place to, to begin with writing um, for most and being able to tell your story. It's like, okay, I'm a nurse with burnout. I want to write my story about my journey with burnout for other nurses so that they know that there's a way out. 
so that they know that there's a way to heal so that they know that they don't have to feel this way forever so that they know X, Y, and Z. Okay. Uh, another example would be I'm writing my post about becoming a first time mom. So the other first time mom knows <laughs> that they can uh, read my story and relate that like, you don't have to have it all figured out that life is super messy and unpredictable and that there's a loss of identity that comes with motherhood. Um, I would pick one topic per post if you can. Uh, it helps kind of land the plane and keep the post short. Um, we could probably write forever about all those things, but just also being mindful that people's attention span is like usually less than two minutes. So keeping that in mind as well. So some questions to help facilitate how, how do I tell my story? How, how did you get here? How did you become a nurse coach? What drives you to help other people through nurse coaching? Why does it get you excited? Um, what is the biggest lesson that you have ever learned? And like, those are some easy, simple writing prompts that you can dive into here uh, to begin uh, by telling your story. Obviously this develops a connection. It increases trust with the people who are watching you. Uh, they get to know you without talking to you. They can see themselves in your story. They can feel you. Even on the internet, they can feel you. And I don't say this lightly because I get this feedback all the time of, I feel you in your posts. I feel your rawness. I feel your realness. Um, I haven't shared anything too vulnerable yet that has made people think, oh, Shelby's a crazy person and I can't hire her. And if people think that, then they haven't told me, right? So um, I just want to encourage you that it's kind of almost impossible to, to be too much here. And if you're like, well, Shelby, I don't want to share. <laughs> I don't want to share about this really raw and recent thing. I hear you and I agree with you. So being able to write from your scars and not write from open wounds is like a very good rule to follow. Um, being able to share a story that has like, I don't want to say silver lining because it kind of leans towards toxic positivity, but um, that has a takeaway, that has an insight, that has something that you want to share with your audience um, is more powerful than showing up from a potentially super messy place where things are hurtful and we don't have enough perspective on it yet. Um, this is a gut check, an individual gut check for each of you on, do I share this? Do I not? And I would say that if you're having to think about it for more than a week, if like, eh, is this too soon? Yes, it's too soon. You might not be completely ready yet because Sharing from a place where it's too soon, too raw, too real can just like open you up for feedback that isn't helpful and potentially you're not ready for. Um, so, and then I've done this. It makes you salty. <laughs> like I wasn't asking for advice. I just, I just wanted people to see me, to hear me. And in that case, like write for your journal, write for yourself, write so that you can see and hear and witness yourself in your pages, in your journal or in the document on your computer. Um, it doesn't have to be seen by an audience to count. So um, covering my notes here, be in mind of where the end is, where you're going and what you want them to take away from their, from your post, right? This is where we're shooting for. So we kind of have a framework who your audiences or who you want to be talking to. And then the end goal is what is the takeaway? How do I end it? 
what's what's the punchline at the end that I want people to know? And then how can I tell that story in the middle? How can I make that efficient in the middle? Um, fourth little tip here is don't be polished and don't be perfect. I really mean it when no one's paying attention to your grammar. There's nobody with like a notepad on the other end of a computer um, writing and keeping track of all the commas that you missed. And if they are out yourself, I want to know. <laughs> Tell me who you are. <laughs> uh, I haven't met them yet. Um, so again, I think that in, in the theme of building a personal brand and in building a deeply authentic expression of yourself, um, I think that the more you can just show up as you are and be true to your experience and um, that like the better it lands, that the more relevant it is to people. Um, I hear a lot that like, I just want to be professional and I hear you on that. And I think that a part of our professionalism as nurse coaches is to be authentic, right? That that's a part of it. And there is a back to the theme of writing from your scars and not from your open wounds. That's where we bring professionalism into it, right? Um, that's where we kind of have a, a soft boundary around how we share, when we share, and how we show up on the internet. Uh, but if you are trying to be professional and polished and maybe speak to something that you haven't lived through or grown through or experienced, people can sniff that out pretty quick, right? And I think that people are more on alert for that kind of inauthenticity than they are for the completely authentic coach online, right? Also, I will say that by being you on the internet, by sharing your experience, it filters people, potential clients, and uh, that's okay. You are not meant to be everything for everyone. And some people will disagree with you. And some people will say, this is not true for me. And that's all right. That's allowed to be true. What's true for you does not have to be true for somebody else. If um, I would have known that five years ago, that would have been super, super helpful. <laughs> but just knowing that like the more authentic that you be, you're going to create um, a really deep organic market that is supportive of you. And then there will be some people who like read your stuff and they're like, meh, that's not, that's not mine. That's not for me. And that's okay. That's okay. You're not doing anything wrong. That's the way the world works. That's the way humans work. Um, all right, team. So I want to share an example with you. I'm going to read it. Um, this is also a different... I gave you the basic outline. There are a couple other ways to fill this in. Um, there is something called an epiphany bridge. It is the framework for how Hollywood movies are written and um, so it, you know, it gives the backstory. Then it has um, something called the wall, like the barrier to the goal, right? Um, you have your epiphany moment, then uh, the plan, and then there's a conflict, and then there's achievement and transformation. So I'm not going to like get deeply into this today, but we have more frameworks for you inside of the course, and um, they all kind of play into this really simple framework of like, who am I talking to? What do I want them to know? And then what story can I tell to make that happen, to allow for that to happen? Um, I have a story that I don't know that I've shared on my personal page, but I 
when I was going through my heart surgery, um, I was in a few support groups for aneurysms and golly y'all, those poor folks are super stressed in those groups. Rightfully so I was one of them. And then, you know, we were all sharing an experience together of like, what does open heart surgery feel like? What is recovery? Like, why can't I sleep? I'm so stressed out. Why can't I sleep? Um, all of these things, right? We were all in this limbo together. And so after my heart surgery, I wanted to write something um, for that group, not because I wanted to coach open heart patients, but because I wanted them to know that there would there's there's another way of existing through this limbo um, that nobody nobody is offering here. So this is this is how I told that story. When I first got diagnosed with my aneurysm, I was frantically searching for some someone with a similar story to mine so I could relate and be heard by someone who had a clear understanding of what I was going through. This group has given me so much and I wanted to share a part of my journey leading up to surgery so that if you were like me, you can find some comfort here too. Before I knew about my aneurysm, my life was normal. Well, almost normal. I was born with a ventricular septum defect at birth, and I had open heart surgery when I was about a year old to repair it. But outside of that, my life progressed as normal. All cardiac checkups were clear. I was given permission to live my life normally. I was a state-level swimmer in high school. I went skydiving twice in my early 20s. I traveled the world. I hiked mountains. I went to nursing school and worked as a trauma nurse. I got married. I started my own business and had a baby. And then everything changed. Two weeks after my 29th birthday, I found out that I had an aortic root aneurysm and I was going to need urgent surgical intervention. My whole life came to a grinding halt. How do I carry on knowing that I'm a ticking time bomb? Will I survive surgery? How in the world am I going to keep running my business with this constantly on my mind? Will I see my daughter's second birthday? I was mad. I was upset and I was lost. And don't even get me started on the anxiety. As someone who physically feels anxiety in my body, I was constantly debating between, is this an aneurysm dissecting or am I just anxious? For nine months straight, day and night, it was exhausting. Everyone in my world wanted to help me feel better and tell me that it was going to be okay, but there's just so much that they couldn't understand. I went from feeling invincible to feeling instantly fragile. No amount of you got this ever made me feel better. As my anxiety started to creep up and become all-consuming, I knew that there had to be another way. I could not wait like this for surgery. I was absolutely miserable with worry and often felt paralyzed. This new reality, there was so much I could not control or fix, so I decided to focus on what I could control, my mind. I was a semi-regular meditator before all of this, but something was pulling me to lean in more. I dug deep into resources and books and committed into dropping in and developing my ability to get quiet. I was shown a way where my thoughts are just thoughts and in no way did they have control over my life. At first it was hard. I was so anxious that oftentimes I could not drop in and shut the endless thoughts off. My body felt like a live wire and it made my anxiety worse, but I showed up every morning and every night and practiced. After a couple of weeks, my anxiety started to decrease. I could go stretches of time without worrying about my aneurysm, eventually leading into a few days and then a full week. Sometimes it even slipped from my memory completely. Through meditation, I was shown that I am in the driver's seat and the creator of my own reality. 
There was something I could control and I had, and it had a great impact on my life. Oh, and I got help from lots of people who are experts at this getting quiet thing to help me get better at it quicker. I won't lie to you and tell you that I, since regularly meditating, it has all been rainbows and butterflies. I still cried when I got my surgery date. I still felt completely overwhelmed in the few days before my surgery, but I do feel significantly more empowered in my aneurysm diagnosis. And the breathing techniques I learned along the way also helped me in my post-op recovery. I was able to live life again, knowing that my surgery was on the horizon and not be paralyzed in fear. I found room to laugh, enjoy the present moment, develop gratitude for this journey. There's so much outside of my control, but this I mostly had a handle on. I even got to see my daughter's second birthday and the third and the fourth ones too. I hope this lands for somebody in our group today, and I'm happy to be a resource and answer any questions. So this post is a little on the long side. I wrote it three years ago. So (laughs) I I even feel a little judgmental, like reading this post right now um, about how I would tweak it and shorten it and make it a little bit more powerful. But um, that is the essence of a team. That is the how to share a powerful story with, with folks on, on the internet. Tell a story, tell your story, tell a story that you've lived through. Um, people are looking for connection everywhere. And I think that, um, had I written that story from a place where my anxiety was raging, it wouldn't have landed in the same way that it did when I wrote it several months after, after my surgery. And, um, I kind of wanted to end on that example to give you some context for, for what to do. Um, last note here, there are a million different types of posts and content and all the things to make on social media. I really am kind of a believer in like, whatever is the most fun for you to do, do that. So if it's making videos, if it's making reels, if it's making long sappy posts like mine, um, or if they're short and they, they tell a shorter story, like that is all like green light there. There's no hard and fast rule, but I think that the easy framework that I gave you before of like, who are you talking to? What do you want them to take away with? And how can I tell my story or an authentic story to convey that point is super easy framework to plug and play in and be able to share. Um, and if you want uh, the coming out posts, let me know. If you're a newbie, if you want the coming out posts, let me know. Message me, happy to send it to you. And let me know what you learned today. Let me know if this was helpful. Uh, writing is something that I super love. Laura loves it as well. Like we we both love to write. And you know that we love to write because we write a lot of emails and we write a lot of copy and we write a lot we just write a lot. So, um, if you're not on our email list, that's kind of like another secret behind the scenes place where we put, put our life, put our work, put our insight, um, and tips and tricks and a lot of other things in there. Um, so be sure that you are, you are on, on the secret list and come join us in the Facebook group, successful nurse coaches, and we will see you later. All right, team, same time, same place next week. Bye. Thank you.